I would like to uh, speak to you for around um, 15 to uh, tw 20 minutes. Thank you for your kind uh, contributions. Like initially, just to take a little bit step back in time for a, a moment. The word Sangha, um, at the time of the Buddha, was simply the Pali word which meant assembly, it meant group, it meant community, it meant people coming together for a meeting for a shared purpose. So there was no spiritual or religious connotation with the word. The elders of the village would meet and the Sangha is meeting. The farmers to explore the crops uh, there would meet and it would be the Sangha of the farmers. There. So the Buddha took the everyday word and then uh, used it and there were two primary intentions uh, with the use of the word. He would refer at times to the noble Sangha and that is the women and men who have wisdom and kindness and clarity and, and uh, share and offer their uh, kind with wisdom with us. And the Sangha also uh, included the practitioners, people exploring uh, the Dharma, and through that exploration, developing their heart, mind and being towards uh, a wisdom which is noble and steady and clear and which offers with it a great deal of freedom. The other second point to make uh, reference to, when Ananda, the personal attendant uh, of the Buddha, in an expression of appreciation for the Sangha, turned to the Buddha and said to him, surely this life that we are exploring uh, there, that the movement of this life is, half of it is about the Sangha, about sharing together and the Buddha said to Ananda don't say this the whole of this life is about this exploration it's about women and men meeting together and sharing together and finding the wisdom uh, together and it's reaffirmed again of course with the three jewels which gets equal status the Buddha not the persona of the Buddha but much more the awakening of the being. Um, secondly, the Dharma, the teachings and practices which contribute to us waking up so that we may live with love and wisdom and the freedom of the being. And thirdly, the third jewel is the Sangha. We have this time uh, uh, this afternoon and with your lovely presence to look at this process and dynamic shall we say, uh, of the Sangha uh, there. And in my visit, speaking personally for a moment, uh, I've had the privilege and the delight of uh, coming here since the very beginning of the 1990s and probably um, certainly have made 40 uh, visits, 40 visits here for some years. Uh, I was coming uh, twice a year. Uh, actually includes uh, this year uh, as well. So I've had the 
um, interested, curious eye of the outsider and the insider uh, here watching the, the development uh, of the Sangha. And what is very special uh, with regard to uh, the Sangha um, in uh, Israel, uh, one is definitely the approach to the dana, in which there is a real commitment from the board, from the teachers, from the uh, retreatants, from the service uh, retreatants as well, to make these teachings and practices as uh, affordable as possible. And that really generates a lot of respect when people say it's not about charges or high charges uh, there, but it's about service. It immediately, I notice abroad, it immediately brings a real curiosity and interest that Tovin is doing it, it's doing it every week, it's doing it every day for many weeks, months in total over the course of a year here at Eindor uh, uh, and elsewhere. Another important factor as well which is um, uh, taking place here that the Sangha here <coughs> is not confining itself just to meditation retreats in a location. But I w uh, would say with regard to that and I hear the voices very regularly that people who come like ourselves, like ourselves to engage and participate in retreats sometimes it's of course in the teaching role and some it's in service role and some uh, participation role that the very place itself I know this, but this corner of the uh, kibbutz touches us it is for lots of people a home when though people may not be here that there's a, an appreciation and recognition taking place of the retreats and the dedication and sometimes the anguish and the difficulties and the joys and hardship and it becomes a sacred place in the consciousness it's a place which people can return to come back to be here for and know that there is a sangha of women and men here who with kindness and who wish to serve and support each other in the silence but there is also the importance as well of the Sangha meeting and between us we have um, plenty obviously of experiences of life we have plenty there's plenty of insights and knowledge many are engaged in various forms of service and one of the important aspects of the Sangha both here and else, elsewhere that we are um, not tied either to an authoritarian dominating figure we're not tied in any way to any sectarianism we're not telling each other only do this, don't do anything else so in that respect we are a Sangha without walls we are a Sangha which encourages all of us to explore and inquire. And that may be through the good recent uses of mind-body and psychology and therapy, it may be through the yoga, it may be going to ashrams in India, it may be through Tai Chi, it may be complementary medicine 
um, lifestyle so that we can learn from others. We have something to offer as well, but this approach is an open approach and it's critically important uh, uh, this point. And that means we can learn from others. And to give you a small example, during the retreat which we uh, just had uh, here in the past uh, week, three people came to uh, visit me. And um, one uh, Palestinian, uh, senior, much respected uh, Palestinian, who um, comes to programs, retreats uh, here, uh, participated for four weeks in my Agents of Change program, and also she has visited me. And she's, while in Britain, she met with um, some conservative uh, MPs to invite them and encourage them and they agreed to make their first visit to Palestine to see the situation for for themselves. In speaking with her and two uh, uh, Israelis who who wished and are contributing to mutual respect and understanding and uh, reconciliation, we were discussing what steps, what things might do. And one of the small offerings that I made and it applies uh, here as well it really could be useful for some of you some of us to really perhaps go and meet with some of the leaders or the visionaries or the founders or the group take some questions with you and in taking those questions with you find out what skills they have what can this Sangha learn from that Sangha? And there is much creativity taking place. There are many fine networks, obviously, here in Israel and overseas. And just to find out and learn from others and then see how we might be, with our knowledge and skills, be able to apply it here and perhaps it can be a two-way street. We also have a lot of skills and knowledge and we also can share. At the moment... Here in Israel and elsewhere, in many fine, precious movements, precious sanghas there, to my view, my view in my travels there in, in this world, there needs to be more cooperation. There needs to be more listening to each other. And at the time of the Buddha, that those who loved the teachings of the Buddha, and of course... Some were living a nomadic way of life. They were called the the Shravanas. And the word Shravana is the ones who listen. And it's really, you know, important aspect. As we know with retreats, we're in the noble silence, we spend time in the silence, and then we listen to teachings. We listen to the instructions, and and then we apply that. I had, if I may say, a couple of books on people I interviewed who I loved and learnt um, a great deal from. Another aspect... How am I doing? <laughs> Another aspect uh, uh, there. As was a few of you mentioned just right now, the, f- the friendship, this noble friendship, really deep friendship, needs communication. It needs you and I and us uh, really uh, talking together there. And sometimes out of the the friendship, which we were 
touch upon in a few moments, there can be a spark of a fresh initiative. And in my time, in, uh, uh, in times of uh, coming here, it sometimes seems to me that the two major aspects here, one is the hub, like, Aindo is the kind of hub to me. There. It's a major focal point in this great wheel of the Dharma that uh, Tovina offers. But also, and equally it's to be said as well, that the outreaches which may have begun here, meditations and practices and then the friendship starting and then more skills and people entering into training, then wishing to offer service. So out of that dynamic that takes place here, it can follow up with the outreach there. In terms of the outreach, of course, it's prisons, it's being with the home for the aged, it's being with people with cancer, it's having workshops, it's offering classes, it's offering MBSR courses, it's offering uh, um, Sangha meetings uh, and mindfulness meditation uh, evenings and much more. It's just beginning. It's just beginning. There is a lot taking place, but there's also a lot of skills and knowledge, uh, as I, I mentioned. And the appreciation of its growth and uh, expansion also for some includes the travel overseas as well. This morning, in the closing talk, and I just, uh, just want to make reference to this uh, uh, as a small contribution uh, here, which Tover in some ways uh, also could con uh, consider two or three things here. <clears throat> um, one, we have the Yatra in France, this walk in France. Every year, this year was the 18th year, it's a 10-day walk, and initially the friends and myself were organising this walk um, uh, in getting it underway, and the thought was, well, each night we'll have to find, live in, or stay at the campsites, you know, these official kind of campsites. And I said, not likely uh, there. And they said, well, how, where are we going to sleep at night? And I said, we'll go to the farmers. We'll ask the farmers uh, there. And the farm, uh, and then they said, and friend said, how much will we pay? I said, no, no, we, we won't have to pay. We'll just go and ask. And so we met with the mayors of the villages there, they sent us to the farmers, and then the farmers provided the land for us, provided the water, and uh, the essentials in that respect, and it was all on a dana from the farmers. We do now give them a very nice, good bottle of red wine, I have to say, when we leave. <laughs> and it's just to recognise a small step point here that there are lots of uh, people who want to be generous they want to offer their services they want to give there's a huge amount of kindness uh, which is around in Totnes where I, uh, where I live what I mentioned this morning was that we have the community of dragons many and maybe some of you as well who really would like to start an initiative up there, but um, may not have the, 
the, the skills. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm one, of, one of those. You know, as I said to my daughter, there's only three things I seem to be able to do. One is talk, the other is listen, and the third is write. And then after that, help! <laughs> and so I rely upon my friends uh, uh, here. So we have this community of dragons. Four women came for the, the meeting a few weeks ago. One, a farmer says, offered a field to grow organic wheat grass. The good person, the good woman, she shares what she needs. There are 60, 80 of us there. And another person wants to start a, starting up a programme to provide employment for herself, for um, families who are really struggling. Providing Another woman was providing a programme for children who are unhappy and need a kind of friend, adult, mentor because the situation at home is just too unhealthy uh, uh, for them. The, the women spoke for a few minutes to us and, and then just mentioned that the needs. People came forward and said, I can help you build your website, I can help you with your accounts, I can help you with the promotion, I'm, I have some knowledge uh, about gardening and farming, I have uh, knowledge about children, I'm a teacher, and etc. And all of it, all of the needs which those women, the community of dragons, needed, people stepped forward and offered their service freely as a gift to help these projects, beautiful projects, get off the ground uh, there. One man stood up and he said, look, I'm sorry, I'd love, I just, I'm, I'm one of those also, I'm sorry I have so much going on, I really don't have the time, but I'm happy to give £10, which is about 50 shekels, if a few other people in the hall would also give £10. A whole shower of hands went up, including mine and others. And so some of the women left with several hundred shekels, a thousand shekels, there to give support for their projects. It's this service, dana, giving, but it needs organising. That's the thing, it needs, needs organising. And it need, organising is one or two people, like we did in Totnes, say, let's make this happen. There. Um, the town, as well, another area, started up some groups uh, there. Quietly at first, it began to grow on a sustainable way of life because the consumerism cannot last it is inherently destructive it is inherently destroying this life and when the Buddha was asked the single question what will destroy this world and the word that came out of his mouth was greed this huge problem the demand on the world more than what we need and so these meetings took place. We formed, people formed the transition town, a transition to a sustainable uh, economy. The town, um, actually a, a smaller town just near, near, nearby, was the first town on the planet to ban the giving of plastic bags in the shops. The whole town agreed to do this. 
had to bring your own if you wanted to carry. No plastic bags would be made available. And it happened because people went round and knocked on the shop doors and said, will you help us with regard to this? And it's the things in which we have our skills, have our knowledge, we share with each other, we help to organise. And that also can be the one-day mindfulness event, the therapy event, the yoga class, uh, the pooling of ideas there. The sangha is a sangha of exploration. It's a sangha of service, sangha of supporting and listening to each each other uh, uh, there. The transition town movement it began to grow and grow. It is now the outline and the principles of it is now being applied in 600 towns and cities around the world. And it just started with a small group of people saying, look, it's not just enough to complain about consumerism and capitalism and our politicians. You know, we've got to offer the alternative otherwise it's just complaining the alternative we have to find and the Sangha is offering alternatives people are coming here spending a week here and genuinely changing the life genuinely making shifts in the being to another, another way of being which is not so dependent uh, on personal success and accumulation and things and goods and status that there's a sense that there has to be another way of living. And the environment which is offered, which Tovena offers and other uh, networks, is a contribution to our awarenesses and our kindnesses and the Sangha of the wise, which is such a, a, a precious gift for, for one and all. Enough. <laughs> so... What I have in mind, <laughs> what I have in mind uh, here in um, this time, <coughs> um, is possibly um, to take a a few themes, of, like you su- suggest them, uh, 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 actually in this kind of process in in. Totnes is a small town, by the way, 8,400 uh, people in the town, not a, not, not a city. And what I would like to do is for you, here and now, just to suggest a few themes. Uh, obviously, I've got a few in mind, uh, but you don't have to make reference to them. So, the kind of themes that I have uh, uh, in mind here, in exploring the, the, the Dharma life, one is what ways and means can the Sangha meet together to give support to each other and others there and that may be in the mindfulness world there a concept which has been something of a bridge to secular society Um, what ways and means might one give support to processes of um, uh, meditation there, perhaps a meditation uh, group. There are uh, uh, pe- people here who have knowledge uh, as well. This, it might be about um, lifestyle. People here who have uh, knowledge and the, uh, experience in the world of 
um, therapy and psychology and mind-body work and that can make a, a, a connection uh, there are some of you here who are uh, uh, teachers who are social workers who are lawyers uh, and many other fields you might wish to again form a small group here and what would give you support what are new ways or fresh ways for you to support others yeah, to really give what ways can we contribute uh, there what supports and benefits and another for me really really important area are the arts I think the arts are just I think we lose our humanity if we lose touch with the arts and in the variety of the uh, arts from poetry and music and dance and creativity and the visual uh, arts the, the, the sangha and the arts the long history of a really close connection some of the most beautiful art in the, in, in the world has come out of uh, if I may say not some, of it has, some of it has come out of Asia and what is precious about some of this art in um, uh, Ayutthaya and uh, Angkor Wat and in the Sukho Thai period of Thailand and much much more it is truly dharma it is selfless we will not find the name of the artist in the corner of it we do not know the names of the artists they were offering a service it wasn't for personal status that began with the renaissance and the art can communicate as you walked inside someone the lovely drawing there the heart and some few words that, 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 that is art if you look on the lawn there someone first time in their life he told me he put some stones there together on the lawn there and he, and he said wow there is strength in the stones he said to me in a one to one but there's also balance as well and I said that's a very beautiful statement because that's what all of us need to be interested in finding our strength as a human being but with balance and with expression of it and it showing itself in the, in, in the beautiful stone construction so I say that the whole being we need, we need our scholars we need the people who can engage in analysis we need the people who are really committed to diversity. It's a great problem when any group of people anywhere on this world get insular and if the insularity, that will create a pressure and the pressure will crack sooner or later. Diversity, as in the plant kingdom and as expressed uh, uh, here, the diversity is a strength nothing to be afraid of one needs to be much more concerned about control and tightening up because that pressure will crack it can't last sooner or later it will crack and, it, and the diversity is those outreaches that takes place and those outreaches here may include the Palestinians the Arab community uh, the asylum seekers the refugees 
the poor, the marginalized, the mentally ill, the people in hospital, the people who are struggling. The Dharma as its root principle. There is suffering in this world and this suffering can be resolved. And so I say, meditation, mindfulness, heart, mind, body, lifestyle, diet, the political situations, cooperation between communities, listening to each other. This Sangha has the potential to explore this, to develop, to develop this for the welfare of us all and also to make a contribution uh, uh, as well. Thank you uh, very much for uh, uh, lending uh, an ear. Let's just uh, have a, a quiet minute and then I'll just turn with regard to the groups.